to me, okay, to me, ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, you know, that, my friend, is very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there the expression of the human body I mean the f everything I mean you know not just the hand and when you're talking about combat well I mean if, if, it, if it is a sport now now you're talking about something else you have regulations yeah. you have rules but when you're talking about fighting as it is oh, rules. with no rules, no, real fighting well then baby you better train every part of your body I'm not surprised, mother... I'm not impressed by your performance. What's up? Where you at, George? I like Big Dumb McCartney pulling me about, folks. That's how I like to roll. You feel me? Nobody gonna take this bet. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm proud of fighting you. For you. Don't bring your dog out of me. I'm the man of the hour, Joe. Too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. I fight for the fans. I wanted to keep fighting as long as it took, and I wanted to win this title. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. I did it. I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Running water never grows stale, so you gotta just keep on flowing. What is up, Penn Nation? Welcome back to yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio. As always, guys, I'm your host, Kinch. We air each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans, and we've got another great show lined up for you guys tonight. But before we get into the guest and all of the huge breaking news from this week, and more specifically today, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news is your premier source for all the latest and greatest in the sport that you love of mixed martial arts. All the hot topics all the need-to-know issues, breaking news, fight announcements, viral videos, exclusive interviews. If it's, news, if it's newsworthy, guys, we've got it. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. We are the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+, and all other social media outlets. BJPenn.com, guys. Like I said, we've got you covered. So, as I mentioned, ton of news to get into, all of which you can find on the website. But tonight's guest, we've got a short show for you guys this evening, but a great guest nonetheless. A gentleman of mixed martial arts bloodline royalty, 
son of the legendary Randy the Natural Couture, Ryan Couture, will be kicking off tonight's show. He's scheduled to uh, return to fighting, return to action at Bellator 180 in New York City coming up on June 24th. Of course, that's the Madison Square Garden card. The biggest and best card Bellator has put together to date. And Ryan is certainly excited to be a part of that. We'll be previewing and breaking down his scheduled bout with uh, Haim Gozali. I believe is how you pronounce his opponent's name. We'll talk about the matchup. His thoughts on trying to get back in the win column and, and, and what it means for his career. You'll hear in our conversation that this is a very important fight for him. Make or break, if you will. His words, not mine. We'll talk about his father, of course. How can you talk to Ryan and not talk about Randy? And of course, we'll get his take on the incredible fight card that Bellator has put together for this Madison Square Garden show. So great conversation with Ryan. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it, as always. And we give you a quick fix this week for Mixed Martial Arts. So before we get into the interview, guys, so much news this week, but we're going to cover the highlights. The biggest news, just breaking today, only hours ago, the deal is done. Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather is official for August 26th. Going to be going down to the T-Mobile Arena, 12 rounds in a boxing ring. At 154 pounds. Incredible. You've heard it covered on this show time and time again. You've seen it covered at BJPenn.com time and time again. You've heard me say over and over, guys, when this was all first being talked about, nobody ever thought it would happen. And here we are, however many months later, this fight is official. As I said, the news broke just a couple hours ago. The internet has been on fire, as I'm sure you are all aware. People I know that don't even follow boxing or mixed martial arts are posting about it. MMA media is having a blast with this, ourselves included. And all the fighters are reacting, of course. Minus 1,100 for Floyd, plus 700 for Connor. Those are the opening odds. I'm sure that'll that'll change with... uh, as time goes on and, and people place more bets. However, can only call that fair odds when you have a guy that's making his professional boxing debut with no former professional boxing experience against the greatest boxer of all time. Some people, some analysts are projecting a pay-per-view buy rate of 3.5 to maybe 4 million in North America alone possibly 1 million in Ireland and the UK. Without question, this is likely going to be the biggest selling pay-per-view of all time. Should break all the records. And both these guys and their promotions and the UFC are going to make boatloads of money. Best reaction so far from all the fighters and athletes? None other than Nathan Diaz. 
saying it's going to be a good fight for that number two spot, posting a picture of Conor McGregor laying on the mat and Nate walking away victorious in their first fight. Troll level 1,000. Funny stuff. But, like I said, the deal is done, guys. I never expected this to truly come to a reality in the beginning. As time went on, it became more and more of a possibility and was looking more and more likely. And here we are, like I said, months later, the deal is done. Conor McGregor will fight Floyd Mayweather in a boxing ring in Las Vegas on August 26th. Not much time here. I'm sure Conor's been training throughout. However, I mean, that's 10 weeks, 10 weeks away. Not much time to prepare for the best boxer who's, who has arguably ever lived. I've heard some people talk about this, and this is probably accurate. We had heard that Connor and Floyd wanted that September date that Canelo and Triple G got for their fight. And it seems like these guys wanted to do this fight before that fight to cash in before everybody's going to go spending their money on pay-per-views. As we know, when Floyd Mayweather fights, you're not looking at a $60 pay-per-view. It's probably going to be $100 or more. And as I said, everybody stands to make tons of money. Cross-promotion between the money team, uh, Conor McGregor, you know, the Mac Life, whatever, that you know, Conor's promotion, UFC, Showtime, a lot of hands in the pot here to take their share. It'll be interesting to hear how the revenue will be broken down and who agreed to what all that news I'm sure will be coming out very shortly in the coming days. And of course you can find that all at bjpen.com. Everything I've mentioned here covered in depth at bjpen.com. Make sure you guys check out the fighter reactions. John Cavanaugh posted a picture of a sofa and said something about, Everybody will have to get behind it. I, I don't know. <laughs> Not sure what he meant there. But nonetheless, all this is covered in depth on the site. Make sure you guys go there. Check it all out. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. UFC Fight Night Auckland recap. Fights went down Saturday. Mark Hunt gets it done against Derek Lewis in the fourth. Standing TKO. Derek was completely exhausted. Gassed badly and even spoke about retirement after the fight, citing a back injury that he's been, he's been dealing with for, for quite some time. Hopefully that's not the case as he's been one of the more promising contenders coming up in the heavyweight division. Again, hopefully that retirement does not end up being set in stone, but nonetheless, big win for hunt, even bigger payday for hunt. Cashing in at uh, three-quarters of a million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. As I mentioned, I'm sure you guys saw the fight. Derek did gas badly, and then a photo was released of him eating fried chicken and ribs before the fight. Probably not a wise choice. We've heard of bad diet decisions, screwing guys up, whether you want to believe it or not. 
Chris Lieben comes to mind for me. Said he ate a ton of candy uh, before. Before I believe he lost to Mark Munoz. Lost to Mark Munoz, rather. Um, yeah, said he ate a ton of gummy worms and all kinds of stuff, and really messed him up before the fight. So we know that if you make some pat, uh, some poor eating choices before you go out there and throw down, it's definitely going to affect your performance. So again, hopefully Derek doesn't retire, and hopefully in his next fight he does not eat fried chicken backstage. Post fight. Hunt continued his assault on the cheaters in the sport. Praised Derek Lewis uh, for being a clean athlete, as you would expect. Uh, took some jabs at Alistair over him directly. And then Travis Brown and Francis Ngannou took their own jabs at Derek Lewis following the loss. Brown saying he had no heart, etc. Again, you guys can check this all out at bjpen.com. In the co-made event, Derek Brunson... Gets a big KO win over Dan Kelly in the first round with a solid left hand. Dan Kelly, I mean, everybody's making jokes about how old he is and beat up. And he fought one of the more elite guys in the division. Didn't work out for him. But what he's been able to do with his time in the UFC has been impressive nonetheless. And a big win for Derek Brunson. Dan Hooker, need Ross Pearson into oblivion. Very impressive stuff from Dan Hooker. That's a kid to keep your eye out for moving forward here. And one of the biggest surprises in the night, especially for me personally, Benny Wynn submits Tim Elliott in the first round with a rear naked choke. Now, we all knew that uh, Benny was talented, but we also knew that Tim Elliott was very talented, giving the champion Demetrius Johnson one of his toughest fights Ben went out there and got it done. Jumped on his back, got the tap. Super impressive. Stock goes up tremendously with a win like that. Ton of other fights, ton of other great knockouts with guys whose names that I'm not even going to attempt to butcher. But check it all out. We have all of the results, all the in-depth post-fight coverage, and, of course, everything going forward with these guys, what's going to be next for Mark Hunt, Derek Lewis, etc. Other huge news from this week, Mike Goldberg and Mauro Ranello both joined the Bellator broadcast team for Bellator 180, and hopefully these guys are going to remain there permanently. You've heard me talk about it here. When the UFC had let Mike Goldberg go, they talked about bringing on a dream team. We'd all hope that that would maybe include Mauro Ranello, uh, Mike Chevallo, uh, you know, the voice. Uh, you know, everybody had some speculation on who it possibly could be. But it seems, for me personally, the UFC dropped the ball on this one. And now Bellator picks it up, puts together two of the best play-by-play commentating guys, and Mauro Ranello and Mike Goldberg. Mike Goldberg, arguably the most recognizable voice in mixed martial arts when it comes to commentating. And we've come to understand this is going to be a little different. It will not be both these guys cage side. Moro will be doing some backstage coverage. Very happy for both of them. Two of my favorites without a doubt. And come on. Can't wait to hear Moro Ranello say things like the proverbial, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
Mamma Mia. Hopefully we don't have any Mike Goldberg uh, slip-ups, but that's one of the reasons that we've all come to love him. So, again, hats off to those guys. Congratulations. Big stuff for them. And, again, you know, Morrow has a history working with Scott Coker. Goldie has needed a place to go ever since the UFC let him go. I sincerely hope that this is a permanent permanent deal for these guys. Vanderlei Silva, no shows the press conference for Bellator 180. Says he didn't want to have to fight Chael Sonnen and potentially go to jail. Promotion for that show is really starting to heat up. Anticipation is mounting. Like I said, guys, incredible card. Multiple champions on that card. Headlined by Chael Sonnen. Vanderlei Silva, a grudge match for the ages. The return of Fedor Emelianenko, the last emperor, arguably the greatest heavyweight who has ever lived in mixed martial arts, taking on Matt Mitrione, a very fast and athletic guy. Lorenz Larkin, Douglas Lima, Michael Chandler, Brent Primus. And that's just the main card. So again, that's coming up June 24th. We'll be talking to one of the gentlemen featured on that card and Ryan Couture coming up here in just a few moments. But super stack card, definitely going to be ordering that pay-per-view. Andre Pedaneris says that Jose Aldo has a leg injury that prevented him from kicking against Max Holloway. I'm, I won't dispute that at all. If true, very unfortunate. However, I will say, following a loss, making an excuse, you know, it it doesn't look good in the eyes of the fans. But then again, we know that these guys go into fights injured all the time. So in the same token, is it even worth mentioning? Who knows? But nonetheless, that's something we'll uh, we'll be sticking to and covering going forward. Uh, news that just broke today, I believe, uh, it was today or yesterday, Do Ho Choi, the Korean Superboy, removed from uh, UFC 212 with an injury. Not sure if there's going to be a replacement to fight Andre Feely, but the Korean Superboy has been removed from the card. Bummer for all the fans in Anaheim. <coughs> Excuse me. Michael Bisping. Claims that Chuck Liddell is unhappy about being fired from the UFC. He had kind of a, what people would call a no-show position. And, you know, Dana White had always talked about this, that, that the pioneers and the guys that helped build that company would always have a place within the company and so on. And then following the sale, Matt Hughes, Chuck Liddell both get canned. Mike Goldberg gets released. Couldn't blame Chuck if he was actually pissed. Anyway, Bisping saying that he is unhappy and all the speculation is beginning to really pick up steam that he's going to be looking for a fight in Bellator. Will that happen? Nobody knows. But stay tuned to BJPenn.com. We'll be covering it as it all develops. Team Alpha Male lands a, a landmark deal uh, with an airline and says they'll be, be providing their team with flight accommodations. Pretty cool stuff. You know, it's one of the things that you hear from up and coming fighters, travel expenses, travel expenses, expenses for your team and coaches, 
that all adds up and takes away from your bottom line. So pretty cool stuff from Team Alpha Male. Meanwhile, video of Cody Garbrandt, drunk wrestling surfaces. And let's just say TJ Dillashaw was not happy to see that. You guys can check out the video and TJ's response all at the site bjpen.com. Now this one, obviously some really big news. I mean, we're looking at the most historic pay-per-view event and fight for that matter in combat sports history. But good old Kinch is more excited to hear this. Shogun Hua targeting a September comeback to the UFC for the Japan card. How freaking awesome is that? Shogun back in Japan competing in front of the fans that brought him to the fame that he, that he enjoys now. That's going to be something really special. Unclear of an opponent so far. Not many guys uh, that make sense at this point that are available. So it'll be interesting to see who they give him. Let's speculate. We know that Gokan Saki wants to be on the Rotterdam card, but Gokan Saki is also very popular in Japan. And what a better matchup than to have Mauricio Shogunhua fight Gokan Saki. Man, got goosebumps just talking about that. So, again, speculation from me. No truth to that at all. Just would be a really fun fight. Nonetheless, Shogun's coming back. I'm pumped. I hope you guys are too. Not only an OG in the sport, not only a pioneer, future Hall of Famer, but a badass dude who has always been super respectful to everyone. Cannot say enough good things about Shogun, who are very excited for his return. And finally, guys, we end on a, on a very sad note. The tragic news this week of uh, the passing of John Jones' mother, Camille. Camila, I believe it's Camille, uh, losing a, a long and hard battle to diabetes. Very sad stuff. You can only imagine, you know, when that day comes when you have to lose a parent and it, it's gut-wrenching. So uh, you can only imagine what the Jones brothers and, and family are going through right now. Daniel Cormier puts aside all the beef, sends Jones a very heartfelt message, uh, which was the work of a consummate professional and, and, and you got to give him props for that. Uh, but everybody at BJPenn.com, our whole team, our hearts go out to the Jones family as well. And uh, we wish them all the best uh, in this time of mourning. So God bless to the Jones family. Very sorry for your loss. And uh, again, somber note to, to, to end the news, but that's the news this week, folks. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news, all this and more in depth. As I said, all the coverage you want to know, the coverage you need to know, go there. We've got you covered. So Ryan Couture, as I mentioned, guys, short show tonight, but a good one. Nonetheless, appreciate all the support from you guys. And, uh, we'll jump right into it with Ryan Couture get you your MMA fix, short and sweet. I'm your host, Kinch. This is BJPenn.com. This is the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans. We'll be on next with son of the Hall of Famer himself, Ryan Couture. 
All right, Penn Nation, we are now joined by one of the athletes featured at Bellator 180, the NYC card, a man with uh, royalty for a name in mixed martial arts. Of course, I'm talking about Ryan Couture. Ryan, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just getting ready for my uh, last hard sparring session here leading into the fight. Thanks. For, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us tonight, man. Uh, we're just a few weeks away from Bellator 180. How has preparation been for you so far? Uh, it's been fantastic. I've uh, got most of the hard work behind me. Um, starting to feel like everything's coming together at the right time. I'm feeling sharp and just getting antsy to get in there and uh, and uh, put on a show for the fans. Now, what can you tell us about your opponent, uh, Haim Gozali? I, I believe that's how it's said. Uh, what do you think his strengths are and his weaknesses, in your opinion? Uh, he's definitely a, a jiu-jitsu specialist. He's going to be very dangerous uh, on the ground, and, and uh, that's where he's most comfortable. Um, I, I think he'll have the advantage in striking and in wrestling, but, but he's not uh, not shy about pulling guard either. So it, it presents an interesting challenge. You don't get that look in the gym too often. Yeah, his uh, record certainly yeah, makes some adjustments. His record certainly reflects that. I'm wondering, how do you feel your skill sets match up? You know, it seems like you both enjoy ending uh, enjoy ending a fight by submission. Should we anticipate a grappling battle in this bout? Uh, it's in my best interest to make it a fist fight as much as I can, which is the opposite of what I'm usually saying. Um, but definitely, you know, my my strength and my comfort still lie on the ground as well. So, so we're gonna end there. But I gotta make sure I put an end on him first and, and try to fluster him and wear him down a little. Uh, uh, in the striking range before uh, before we get there so that, so that I can maximize my opportunities once we do it. Okay. Now, we haven't seen you in competition. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying my goal is to keep the pressure on him and, and make him uncomfortable as much as I can, and I think uh, good things are going to happen to do that. Okay. Now, we haven't seen you in competition since October of last year. I'm wondering what prompted the layoff. Was it injury related, or were you just taking some time to regroup before stepping back into competition? Uh, it just took a while for it to be my turn to fight again. I think we uh, we started asking, uh, you know, let Bellator know we're ready to get back in there as of November. Um, so it's just been on. Uh, it's taken a while for them to find me a spot and find me an opening. Uh, coming off back back losses put me put me a little lower on the totem pole than I would have been, and. Uh, I, I, it worked out. It worked. I'm super excited. Now you mentioned it, to getting the track. You mentioned it there, the, the back-to-back losses. You know, I would imagine that the pressure is on you here to get back in the win column. And I'm wondering, has that been the real driving force for you going into this fight? Uh, it's been a huge motivation. I, I uh, still have a terrible taste in my mouth from how 2016 went for me, and I'm looking forward to, to getting on the path to writing that. And, getting back on track here in a couple weeks now we had your dad on the show a few months back and he spoke about the recent losses being unfortunate but also a great learning experience for you i'm wondering would you agree and if so what would you say you gained from those two fights uh you know i think there's always if you're looking in the right place there's always something positive to take and something you can learn from. and uh you know the big thing for me i think I, I got a little, a little uh, reckless and, and uh, a little too aggressive when I shouldn't have, and, and uh, takes that got me in trouble. And really tried to focus on, uh, on be a little more conservative and, and to fight a little more, uh, a little more disciplined approach. 
and looking forward to showing that off. I think it's going to be very important in this fight. Uh, I've got another another dangerous mission artist in front of me, and if, if I get reckless, he's going to make me pay for it. So really have put a lot of focus in this camp on, on fighting a disciplined fight and, and, uh, and stick to game plan and, and not rather than leaving myself open to get caught out again. Now, speaking of your father briefly here, um, it's pretty well documented that you've had some big shoes to fill having the heralded Couture name, but I'm wondering if you could tell us about what I would assume are the great benefits of having your dad involved in your career. What has been some of the core values and ideas that he's been able to instill in you as a martial artist? Uh, I think just his his whole approach to the sport, his attitude and his work ethic uh, serve as a, a fantastic example for me and for anybody who really chooses to pay attention to it. But, you know, learning how to, how to, Take the positives even out of a even out of a loss and even out of a tough a tough situation. Finding finding something positive to take from it and move forward with, and, and then uh, you know learning how to how to train the right way and and how to put in that that focus and, and do the right things in the gym to, to get myself the best chance of winning. I think he, he set a fantastic example, and, and I've done my best to to follow it. Absolutely, uh, without a doubt, great mentor to have in the sport. Doesn't get much better than that. Uh, but before we get back into the to the huge event at, at Madison Square Garden, I wanted to get your take on your dad's advocacy work for combat sports. Um, you know, he's been at the forefront of expanding the Ali Act to cover MMA fighters and uh, fighters bargaining collectively. I'm wondering if you could give us your thoughts on, on his work in regards to that and, and what kind of changes you, you'd like to see uh, for the sport yourself moving forward. Uh, you know, I, I think it's always been great that he's been so willing to step up and, and be an advocate for the for the rest of the athletes and trying to move the sport forward and and make sure we're well taken care of and, and it's been great to see him have the opportunity to you know go to dc and start lobbying with with uh, members of congress to to expand the ali act and, and get us some additional protections and and uh i i hope that he continues to pursue that and that he's able to to help push things forward and and just make this sport better for all the athletes involved in it. I think it's a, it's a fantastic thing that he's working towards, and, and I really hope it comes together. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That being said, you know, with, with all the controversy surrounding fighter pay, contract negotiations, and so on, you know, Bellator has been a saving grace for a lot of fighters. We see more and more top-level top athletes joining the organization, and under the guide of Scott Coker, Bellator has grown tremendously. You know, you fought in several organizations, and you've worked with Scott and Strikeforce. I'm wondering if you could give us your take on what Scott has been able to do with the company and what sets him apart from other promoters in MMA, in your opinion. Uh, I, I think uh, it's it's just a much more fighter-friendly organization to work for. It, it just always feels like everybody's there having a good time, and, and, uh, and you, you don't feel that same pressure that, that your job's on the line every time out necessarily, and... and uh, it just uh, it just felt right coming into my first Bellator event, and, and I look forward to fight week every time out. Um, and uh, it, it's I think really started to show in, in all the the top names and the top talent that you're seeing ahead to Bellator, and the, the free agency market kind of open up the way it has that never used to exist until until the last couple of years. And I think that's a great development. It's, it's long term going to be great for for the sport as a whole, and, and I, I hope to see it continue in that direction. Absolutely. You know, as we mentioned there briefly, we've seen a lot of new talent acquisition in the Bellator roster, 
as a guy who's been there and fought for multiple promotions, you know, what kind of advice would you give to any of the fighters that are considering making the jump over to Bellator? Uh, I think just obviously sitting down with your, with your management and, and looking at all your options and really focusing on what the what the best deal is, the best offer that's on the table. And, and uh, you know, trying to ignore, I, I feel like there's, you know, everybody's got that idea in their head that the UFC is the place to be and that, that name brand just has that stigma, stigma attached to it. Trying to tune all of that out and, and really just look on paper at what the, what the best offer is and then um, even looking beyond the, the fight offer at you know, what your sponsorship opportunities are. There, there's just so much more, more to it than, than just what's in that fight contract. So, so really trying to look at the big picture and, and make the most informed decision possible and, and uh, go to the place that feels comfortable for you, that feels like the right fit. Some big news that's just coming out today. Mike Goldberg and Mauro Ranella will be joining the commentating team for Bellator 180. I'm personally very happy that, that both these guys have joined joined the Bellator team some of the most recognizable voices in the sport I'm sure you would agree with that absolutely yeah, I'm a big fan of both of those guys and uh, having worked with both of them in the past and in both strike force and the UFC is uh, I'm really excited to hear what they bring to the booth and and just to get to see them again and and, uh, and work with them again is is really exciting now getting back to June 24th this is a truly historic event not only for Bellator but for MMA in general how excited are you to be able to compete in arguably one of the most famous arenas in the world? And I'd imagine this has got to be a highlight of your career. Oh, absolutely. This is a, a huge opportunity, and I'm, I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. And, and to have my name on the list with, with such a stacked card and, and so many exciting fights is, is, is fantastic. I, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to get in there and get, get my fight done and then... Uh, hurry back and shower and get out there and watch the rest of the show. I think it's going to be a fantastic night of fights. Now, does the magnitude of this event put any added extra pressure on you to win, or is this just an experience that you're going to enjoy regardless of the outcome? Uh, I don't don't think you could put any more pressure on me to win than there already was coming off the two losses. I I think this is do or die and, and kind of make or break for me, so... So the magnitude of the event doesn't even factor in beyond just where I'm at in my career and what I need going forward. Um, uh, having it be on such a on such a huge card and and in such a historic venue just adds to the excitement for me and makes me that much more excited to get in there and perform. Now we talked about the stacked card there briefly. Give us your thoughts on the card. You know, stacked is probably an understatement. Which fight are you most looking forward to, and and which fight do you think could possibly steal the show? Uh, I'm really looking forward to the two uh, the two big uh, lightweight fights on that on that pay per view card. Uh, obviously, Chandler, I'm always, I've always got an eye on and always enjoy watching him fight. He he brings the action every time. Uh, and then I'm I'm really excited to see what uh, Aaron Pico's got. Everybody's been talking about him for a long time. He's got a huge amount of hype behind him, and, and uh, they they didn't give him an easy matchup for his first fight out of the can. So I'm excited to see uh, see what the fuss is about and, and see what he's really got. Now, you mentioned the the champion Chandler there. Is that the ultimate goal for you still here? I mean, obviously, we're a few fights away uh, from any type of potential title shot, but, I mean, is the goal still to be a champion for you? Absolutely. I think uh, really everybody who's still doing this is is looking towards that, that title opportunity, and, and I'm no different. So I know I've got my work cut out for me now, but first step is, is getting in there and, uh, and 
and getting a win on the 24th, and then I'll look to get back to my own weight class and, and figure out where I'm at on that ladder and start climbing up again. Now, listen, you've been more than generous with your time. Just a few more questions here for you. Um, I think we can draw a lot of comparisons between yourself and your father in mixed martial arts. The obvious wrestling background, the grinding style. But as you're coming up on your 31st, 35th, 35th birthday in August, uh, I'm wondering if you intend to compete as long as he did. You know, most people would say your prime in MMA is your early to mid-30s. I'm wondering, would you agree, and how long would you like to stay in the sport? Uh, I think that'll depend a lot just on how my body continues to hold up and, and how the fights continue to go. Um, you know, I, I think at a certain point I'll know when it's time to walk away. I'm, I'm already feeling like getting through a training camp and, and feeling strong and feeling healthy is, is a little more delicate process than it used to be. So I'll kind of continue to listen to those cues from my body and, and take it from there. But, you know, I definitely don't think I'm too close to being finished. I, I've got a, a couple good couple good years in the left. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to making the most of them. Well, without question, and we're certainly looking forward to them. Uh, that being said, you know, barring any in- injuries here, how many times would you like to compete for the remainder of 2017? Uh, as many as I can fit in. Um, that's my my one uh, complaint with the with the how things have been going the last couple of years is I keep having these long six-month layoffs between fights. I don't think that's doing me any favors. Uh, so uh, I'd like to you know, get in there and, and get a win and come out healthy and, and get right back to work and, and hopefully get another fight within the next three months or so and, and try and start staying a little bit busier. I think uh, that that would uh, really be a big help for me uh, getting to where I want to be before I'm finishing. Now, how do you visualize the fight with Ghazali playing out? How do you see yourself winning this fight, and, and do you have any official predictions? Uh, you know, I, I just I see me coming out with a good intensity and, and putting a good measured pressure on him and, and you know, kind of making him feel the heat and, and making him uncomfortable. And then uh, whether the fight plays out standing or we end up on the ground, I, I, I just am, am looking to, to shut him down and, and, uh, and beat him up and, until he's ready to quit. So uh, no official prediction, but, but look for me to come out and, and bring the pressure and, and, uh, and put him in the hot seat. If you could say anything to him leading up to this fight as it draws near, what would it be? Uh, just that I'm looking forward to the opportunity to, to put on a show, and, and uh, you know I'm, I'm well prepared. I'm sure he is too, and, and uh, just looking forward to getting in there and having some fun. And in conclusion, what can all the Ryan Couture fans expect on June 24th and moving forward in your career? Uh, just expect me to come out and, and – uh, put on as good, a, as good a performance as I ever have and get my hand raised at the end. All right, listen, you consummate professional. Absolute pleasure speaking to you. Uh, greatly appreciated. Certainly looking forward to the fight on the 24th and what the future has in store for you, my friend. Any shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? Well, just, uh, as always, big shout-out to the whole team here at Extreme Couture, and, and uh, I couldn't do any of this without them. I'm really, really lucky to have the home that I have here and uh, look forward to going out and doing them all proud. All right, again, looking forward to the fight on the 24th. Best of luck, and uh, hopefully we catch you on the flip side after a big win. Sounds great. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right, man. You have a good night. You too. All right, Penn Nation, there you have it. Ryan Couture. Super cool kid. Guy, rather. Older than me. I don't know why I call people kid. He's older than me. But 
almost a, maybe not so much in the fighting sense of things, but so much like his dad. I mean, you've heard his father on this podcast as well. Super well-spoken, intelligent, uh, very, very grounded guy, priorities, ducks in a row, if you will. Looking forward to his fight. Hopefully, you know he's he, he's had a he's had a tough uh, couple of outings the past two fights, losing by knockout, losing by submission. Doesn't have a terrible record though. I believe he's ten and five. You know, Randy at the height of his career was I want to say twelve and eleven, something like that. So unfortunately, you know, we hold a lot of uh, a lot of weight in a fighter's last performance. But sometimes you need to look at the body of work in its entirety. I mean, that's how we should look at every fighter. Look at their body of work to determine their greatness. So that being said, it'd be really cool to see son of a legend, Ryan Couture. It would be cool to see him get back in the, in the wind column, back on track and blaze his own path in the sport. And get his own fame and glory and potential legendary status in mixed martial arts. So we're certain, like I said there, we're definitely looking forward to the fight. Stacked card, and he's a part of it. Uh, And again, hopefully you can get it done and get back in that win column, get back on track. And you heard him talk about it there. Every guy talks about it, no matter the division. The title is always the goal. So clearly several fights away from that but with the kind of name recognition that Ryan has it might be easier for him to get a title shot than most so again I'd like to see him get back on track and, and back in the win column and uh, put on a great performance on June 24th in the famed Madison Square Garden on a super stacked card that I'm sure you're all going to be tuning into so there you have it guys it was a short episode tonight but nonetheless I'd like to think it was a good one I appreciate all of your support, continued listenership. It's always been a pleasure to do this show. And forward, past few weeks have been tough. Uh, You know, it's summertime. You'd imagine people are getting busy. They're out doing things with their families. And guys are traveling. But next week, we're going to have some more great guests. Got a couple ideas in the pipeline so far. Hopefully we can make them come to fruition. Make sure you guys follow us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, BJPen.com. Make sure you guys go to BJPen.com forward slash MMA news each and every day to get caught up on everything you need to know from this wonderful sport of mixed martial arts that we all love and hold dearly. So that being said, guys, I'm going to sign off for the evening. This is the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans, BJPenn.com radio. As always, I'm your host, Kinch. On behalf of the entire team, the whole squad who killed it today, tremendous work from all the guys on the team. Lots of big news that we broke today. Well, not broke, but covered today, rather. And also a big thank you to uh, Danny Brenner and CJ Tuttle from Bellator for set, hooking us up with Ryan Couture. Um, so thank you to all you guys. Make sure you find folks tune in next week to another edition of BJPenn.com Radio. 
Again, thank you guys for all the support. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Signing off. Peace out, homies.
Kone ana koreo e uenie I kahi manu noho ai kai Ki ai makala e uke kaha Oia kai palana mali Urelie ahana Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Geico presents Unhelpful Home Improvement How-Tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be.